Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are now in episode 5 of Chronomaly. I'm enjoying it so far. I still have no idea, presumably, I still have no idea what the, like, how it's going to go. So I'm, I'm excited to see. Can we just get through, can we release them all at once, Danny? Get all of the 10 episodes out by this week so that I can listen straight to the end? I mean, how, how, what does the word quality mean to you and how important <laughs> Is it? Yeah, can you just read the notes scale? out with I no players? I could do that. Right, I good. could just grab my notebook and tell you what's written so far. You will be upset. <laughs> uh, every episode we have guests come on and play through an escape room that Danny has created. Just just out of her mind, out of her brain. She's just written it down. It just exists now. That's the power that she wields. And our guests for this episode are from the D&D live stream Total Party Chill. We've got Lana, Devon, Jacob and Robbie. Hi, guys. Hello. (laughs) Now, this is going to be hard because there are four of you. So when I ask any of these questions, you'll have to sort of designate who's going to answer. But does someone want to give a rundown of what Total Party Chill is and where people can find it? I think Dev can probably answer that question best. Yeah. uh, Total Party Chill, we're a D&D live stream on Twitch. What are we? Um, We try to create a live stream or any kind of like D&D content that lets our community feel like they're part of the table. I think that's what a lot of like feedback we've gotten from people. I think that's our biggest appeal is the viewer engagement that Mm -hmm. we kind of are able to produce on the stream. Nice. People like come up to us and say like, I feel like I'm playing with you guys, not listening to you guys (laughs) play. And I I think we really value that. Well, I'm like, I'm so sorry because we are so stressed (laughs) out so often. Which is also (laughs) fun for them and me. Secondhand anxiety. You now have experienced it. Um, uh, yeah, we, we, we do a lot with dramatic irony where the, the viewer knows things that the players don't and, uh, and that oh, oh, is a lot of fun. You know, like I'll, I'll, I'll sneak them hints in chat and so they're aware of the foil and the players aren't and so that creates like this really fun dynamic where they also feel like they're part of the d- dungeon master and then sometimes they're part of the player. Hey, yeah, that's, that's really fun. cool. That's actually a really nice way of using that medium in a, in a creative way to make, to make those uh, Changes well, combined in, with they like, have the ability cool. to affect the story and make decisions. Yeah, so we have like, literally oh, control it. We mm-hmm. we like write the stories with our viewers uh, in our Discord every week, and so they they get a they have a, a, quite a bit of influence over what might happen or what things the you know the players might face. Some of them, uh, I would say, the power has gone to their head a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty clear that you have some pretty extensive tabletop role playing experience. Would you say that's fair? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Years and Absolutely. years. Uh, about twenty years for me, uh, but nice. I, but I, I definitely don't think like time is uh, oh, the qualifier for any kind of gaming. What even mom. is time, Dev? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Devin I is can... only twenty years old, so <laughs> also true. He came out of the womb and he had a set of die. Yeah, came out of the womb uh, and rolled a twenty. <laughs> well, in that case, rather than ask about the details in general of your tabletop role playing experience, I might ask a slightly different question, which is. What is, for each of you, the weirdest game or session that you've ever played of a tabletop role-playing game? Ooh, I'm going to go last. Either the weirdest system or the weirdest uh, experience you know within an existing story. system? Oh, no, God. I just want to hear theirs first. <laughs> the weirdest? You know that they happened with you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Gosh. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say necessarily, because like every time I think we've had a session with the most bonkers storyline, it gets topped the next week. So my standards (laughs) for that are pretty low or high, depending on how you look at it. But I would say weird in some of the uh, immersive factors that Dev has incorporated. So if, for example, our character is blinded, 
he whips out an eye mask and we have to wear oh, it. I love it. If we're, <laughs> nice. we can't hear, we have sound canceling headphones. There was yeah. an episode where Jacob had a handful of grapes stuffed in his mouth <laughs> because he got stung <laughs> by a chest full of bees <laughs> and couldn't oh, talk. <laughs> oh, I love that. So out of context, that could probably look extraordinarily strange. <laughs> yeah. I think the the weirdest trial that Devin has ever put me through personally is before we started streaming where we had to do a performance for this devil lord. Oh my god. But in the actual tabletop experience of it, he said, okay, now you guys have an hour. I'm going to step out, make up a play, and perform it when we get back. I completely (laughs) forgot about that. Oh, that's wonderful. I think I'd blocked that from my memory. Uh, I would... I feel like all the tabletop experiences I've had have been slightly weird, and that's what I hope for. I, I hope for not normal. Um, wow. That's a good standard. Yeah. I've played like two to three normal games, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Isn't normal just a setting on a washing machine? <laughs> God damn it if I'm playing a washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the weirdest like kind of session I've ever played because there's not like a lot of um like RPGs that I think weird like ones like you're going to play as a bee and you're trying to collect all of the honey before the spray affects you and kills you off. Like that doesn't seem weird to Excellent. me. What does seem weird <laughs> to me is when I played at a local game store and I played like in an adventure league game oh, and yeah. I was like all right, I'll play this character. And I showed, I was like, all right, chops, let's uh, go on this adventure and uh, find our way and get this king back his gold. And everyone's like, oh, we don't, we don't do uh, voices. We don't do the role play. This is, we just want to kill this stuff. I was like, oh, that was probably <laughs> the weirdest. Dev <laughs> was, was so disappointed. I was like, everyone was just like really had min-maxed out their characters. And I have nothing against that. But I realized like this is just, it was like a hack and slash game. Yeah. And that was weird yeah. to me. That's different. That's fair. Uh. Uh, and so the other aspect of this show uh, is that it's obviously it's escape rooms. So do do any of you do you have any sort of real life escape room experience? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I've done a couple escape rooms. I really like them. I think they're fun. I always really want to go with like other people that are like psyched for it because I never mm. want to go with like a, a half hearted group. Um, mm. But I think my I I've I've been locked out of more places than locked in places. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I lived in Missouri. That's that's probably the hardest escape room. <laughs> oh, the stakes are so high. Yeah. Let me just, let me just quickly check our listener demographics to see who's from Missouri and whether I need to apologize. <laughs> Congratulations. They probably They're from Missouri, they know. <laughs> True. Um, I've never done an escape room. Really? Um, IRL. We want to do one, though. We've talked about doing uh, one. Yeah. I've just never really... Yeah, I've, I've I know so many people have, and I've heard about them. I've just like never had the opportunity, really. And, but would you and, want to? If I was like Lana, we're going oh to yeah, like if tomorrow. someone asked me, I'd be like hell yeah. But it's never come up. Isn't it? I don't know. It's it's all right. So with that, I think we're probably I think we're ready, ready to, go. to go. All right, let's get on to would part you like to five. Sweep of us away into Renomaly. a world of mystery. The four of you really don't want to spend your afternoon on some extra credit assignment, but when you're barely pulling C-pluses in physics and your parents are very, very aware of that fact, you don't have much choice. So you head on over to the address Doc Bill gave you and enter his not-so-secret lab. Inside, you see an array of all the top students from your class, along with a couple of the okay ones. (laughs) You narrow your eyes. Is this really an extra credit assignment? 
When you ask this, your classmates all give each other sidelong glances. Well, that is a big no. You turn to the most trustworthy one, and we'll, we'll decide who that is. Who's the most trustworthy one of all the people who have come before? Patrick Fye. Okay. You turn Typical to Patrick. Patrick. Yep. We've had multiple Patricks, so we actually need to specify that. <laughs> well, you demand of Patrick to know what is actually going on. But Duck Bill interrupts with exasperation. It's time travel. We need you to go back in time and fix my assistant's misdeeds. I've explained this too many times now. Everyone else here is getting sick of it. Just put on this special science watch and get in the machine. Um, yeah, you, you turn back to the other students and they all nod to confirm that that's basically the whole story. Okay, so you guys have to go back some unknown amount of time to some unknown place, fix some unknown problem caused by some unknown assistant. Oh, uh, sure. Nothing wrong with that. But your classmates all seem pretty cheerful about this whole arrangement, so I guess how bad could it possibly be? Maybe travelling through time gives you some amazing new appreciation for your own life or, you know, something like that. Again, Doc Bill ushers you towards the big machine against the wall. My computer readout tells me the consequences of Greg's actions, and this time it says that some famous work that was supposed to have been done has been erased from the timeline. He didn't destroy it, whatever it was. It was never made. Like if Chuck Berry had never created Johnny B. Good. If he'd never found out that new sound he was looking for. Look, you need to go back and find out why. You don't get time to ask another question as he slams his hand on a button and the machine roars to life, shaking and moving all of the molecules in your bodies. And when your head stops spinning, you realise you're no longer in the lab. You're in a brightly lit, brightly coloured basement. And there are two other people in here with you, so quickly you duck behind the nearest object, a big table, and hope for the best. Fortunately, the two of them, a man and a woman, seem to be deeply embroiled in a shouting match and they haven't noticed you in the slightest. You can't understand most of what they're saying. It sounds like very aggressive, very fancy Spanish that's way beyond anything you've learned in your school days. But occasionally the man slips into other languages, including English, so you manage to catch a few key sentences from him. It's not working! That's French. Oh my god, how do you do a Spanish it's accent? It's not working. I do not know. I'm from Spain. Oh no. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> la la, right Spain. I am, here I am. I have my croissant every okay, day okay. with some tapas. What do the Spanish characters on The Simpsons sound like? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> just don't, don't, just, Spanish, just don't do well, a Spanish accent. Are we doing accent? like uh, Barcelona? Like are we Barcelona. from España where we have a little bit of a lisp? Or is I'm, it like... I'm going to sound outrageously offensively gay if I try to do that. <laughs> I go through my own game life like that. The color isn't like last time. We are in a role-playing game and sometimes we have to do hard puzzles. Sometimes that's just what happens, you know? That's just how it is. I think how we speak. the gay man is one that's good. I am the Yaguire? No, no, you're not. I am the Yaguire. No, I'm sorry, but no. You're wrong. Well, now I'm intimidated and there's no way I can do this. Just do it in English. It's not working. The color isn't like last time. Why did she clean everything? She ruined everything. I cannot keep starting again. Burn it. Without the ingredients for my perfect new color, this is nothing. I quit forever. The piece can finish itself. The woman is mostly sighing impatiently and saying, Joaquim, before being rudely spoken over. But even if you could hear her properly, you believe she's only speaking this super fancy Spanish. She gets in what sounds like one good riposte before Joaquin yells a final thing in French this time, and she grits her teeth and sits down. 
Joaquin, meanwhile, storms up a set of stairs through a hatch in the ceiling, then slams it shut, and you can still hear his shouts from the other side. God, is this the Chuck Berry you're supposed to be helping? Okay, you suppose not all creators can be the happiest of people. You pop your heads up and take a look at the room. It's immediately clear that this is an art studio. In the center of the room is a large wooden easel. And the table that you hid behind against the west wall is covered in tubes of paint, a paint scraper, and a funny little machine. Is this a rectangular room? Yes. Yeah, I Can usually make them rectangles. Okay, well, I don't know. Maybe we're in a crazy new circle room No, world. totally fair. Mm. <laughs> the stairs that Wakim went up are in the lower east corner, and there are two more smaller tables hugging the east wall, one with a bowl of fruit on it and one with some papers. You see a pile of canvases on the floor and a violin case not far from them. Near the fruit table is a vase and a long lounge chair sits to the north of the easel. And perched on that chair, sitting perfectly still, is the woman that you heard earlier. She must be the artist's posing sitter. Her eyes are following you, so you've clearly been spotted, but she doesn't seem to care. Maybe Joaquin often has strangers hiding in his studio. <laughs> Just that whole idea. <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, best figure out how to give this fiery guy his new, um, not new sound, his new color. Well, goodness. Mm. Uh, okay, meta question. Mm -hmm. Does knowing um, actual art history help us with this? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lana, well, feel free there goes to, that. <clears throat> feel free to pepper some stuff in, though, because you never know. Um, I'd like to go up to the woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to I want to walk from the left side of the room to the right side of the room to see if her eyes follow me like the Mona Lisa. <laughs> boy, oh boy, do they! <laughs> she's she's sitting quite still there, uh, but Como she's va, Mona Lisa. Oh God, <laughs> this this is gonna hurt me, isn't it? I don't know Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know what I said either. I think you said, "Are you well?" No, are you, you are you well? That's French. <laughs> yeah, como se va? Como se va? Como se va? Ça va bien. Oh. People who are into the arts in this time period, they know all languages and all skills, so it's all okay. <laughs> obviously, obviously. Not knowing if she understands English, they go, Hi, do you understand me? She hesitates and then in a very lightly accented English says, Yes, uh, I am Anna. Anna? Well, I <laughs> pop up from behind the table and I go, Hello. <laughs> I I don't know if that was English. Hi, Anna. Um, Hello. Um, I would like to walk over to the violin case and open it. Well, you take a look at this violin case and you pick it up. It's weighty. It may in fact have a violin inside. However, it must be a very precious violin because Joaquin has fitted it with a lock that needs a key. Typical. Um, uh, what are on the, all the loose papers on the ground? Ooh, were the loose papers on the ground? Uh, uh, there are canvases oh, the on canvases? the ground. There are papers I'm on sorry. the table. Yes. Okay. So those canvases, there are seven of them all in a nice stack. They're all sort of medium-sized rectangles. They're smaller than the one that's on the easel. You sort of wonder if they're rejects because there's something kind of frail about them. They're thin and they're even see-through in places. And now that you're looking closely, it looks like Joaquim has attempted to lightly sketch on them with a draft pencil before quickly giving up. They are sketches of a woman, maybe it's definitely not Anna, so maybe it was his sitter before her, capturing her in the moment of biting into a piece of fruit. 
The fruit changes in each image, but she's consistently biting into them. Now, there's one odd detail you notice. There's something about the background. Each one of these sketches is clearly supposed to be set in this basement, but each of these pictures has a small circle on it in a different spot each time. And when you look around, you cannot see any circles in the area that this could have possibly been actually drawing. What is the circle circling in each of the canvases? Nothing. That's the thing. It's just a straight up circle. You just like circles. How big is a circle in uh, proportion to the woman? Ooh. Like are we talking like a little, a tiny circle? Is it fit around her head? Maybe like the size of her ear. Whoa, so it's (laughs) tiny. (laughs) It's not huge. I mean, these are still decent sized pictures. She could have very large ears. Or that. I'm well, I mean, I'd like to go up to Anna. I want to cozy up next to her. I think mm-hmm. that she need she needs some human affection. Like goodness. Hey, Anna, <laughs> what's going on? Do the arm around me thing? Am I real uh, I uh, am I really the one who needs to answer that question? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm just doing my job, waiting to see if he'll come back and not quit his career forever. Oh, well, you know Joaquin, so temperamental, like artists Mm. are. And I'm going to look from her perspective and see if I can see any, like, circles facing from the chair. Even from her point of view, you can't see anything that seems like it would fit. Definitely not something that wouldn't be moving around like it is on on these canvases, because, again, they're all in different places on the canvas. Hmm. I I just want to ask her, why is he upset? Look, obviously, now... I'm not the sort of person to listen in on Joaquin's conversations with his wife. But I believe it happened right after I was hired. His last model wasn't working out, you see. Uh, he discovered a new colour for the paint that he was using to paint uh, this chair. And her complexion didn't suit it, so she had to go. But then his wife went and threw out the chair and replaced it with a new one because it was getting tattered and stained. Uh, cleaning, she said. And she cleaned up a few other things too, like the key for Joaquin's violin and a few other pieces. And he was furious and said it ruined his whole vision. And he's been in a temper ever since. So they have a new lounge chair. Yeah, you take a look at this chair that she's sitting on. It is a big, nice lounge chair. Deep maroon in color and obviously pristinely brand new. What is on the painting on the easel in the center of the room? So you've got this big canvas that's sitting there, partially completed. The whole thing has a draft sketch in pencil, and Joaquin's been steadily filling up sections with paint, starting from the bottom. The sketch depicts the scene in front of it, the model posing on the lounge chair, and this one does look like Anna. Her facial expression is one of distaste, and her hands are bent up towards her face, but it looks like they weren't quite finished, or Joaquin's erased them a little, like she was meant to be holding something, but he changed his mind about what. Joaquin has painted the floor just fine, but he seems to have stopped as he was getting to the chair. There's a bit of the paint in this area that looks a little bit older, like it was painted some days ago, and the colour is... Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. It's very striking. The maroon gleams. It's got a magical light of its own. But the bit of chair with more recent paint, probably today's paint, it's not quite as good. It's almost the same colour, but it's missing that amazing vibrancy. So that's probably what he's so annoyed about. He was trying to recreate this amazing color and just couldn't do it for some reason. On the very top of the image, still in pencil, is what looks like a working title. You can't read it and you don't even know how well you can pronounce the first word. It's 
uh, kind of long and has lots of cues in it. Um, kis, kis, ki, osa, something like that. As you struggle to say it, Anna gives a little bit of a <laughs> sound. And so you peer around the canvas and she says, it means, ugh, it's hard to translate, it means the fussy eater tries. Hmm. There's a bowl of fruit, right? Mm, yeah. <clears throat> Can I rifle through that? See if anything stands out to me? Absolutely. So first of all, just as you go up to it, it's your classic fruit bowl from all those beginner painting classes. So there's a single piece of various fruits, like you've got a single apple, a banana, a pear, an orange, a single cherry, which is sad, and a mango. They all look beautiful, but they're supposed to be used to art, so fair enough. You give them a careful rifle through, making sure not to bruise anything. And you spot a little piece of paper sitting at the bottom of it. It's tiny. It's just a corner scrap. And there are just two letters written on it, an A and a C. And they can't have been too important because they've been crossed out. Not just once either. They've been crossed out five times, like five lines going through them each. Hmm. Apple? Is a, a and C? Well, apple could be A, right? And cherry is C. Ooh, shit. Ah, I forgot how to spell cherry. It's okay. <laughs> Why are we all here? <laughs> what if it's apex chair? Ooh, wait, do you want to look at those papers? Yeah, I was going to say, I would like to look at the papers on the other desk. Yeah, there's still plenty of stuff you can look at before you need to start worrying too hard. All right, oh, so you, you go over to this table, and what you see are two rather large pieces of paper. If I were to describe those sizes, I don't know how I'd do that for America. Yeah, it, does A three? Does A three mean anything to you? Yeah, a3? like if you took, like if you took two pieces. Oh, that no, looks, that's, that's like too small for A three. A three is more poster. It's like if you took oh. a piece of fool's cap size and then another one, you stuck what? them together. Is fool's cap I normal? I think fool's cap is close to A four. I have literally no Here's, idea what, what you're talking Here's about. Some more what? Australian words we don't understand. <laughs> I think. Okay, A3 so whatever is you close to eight and a half by eleven. No, that's Put it in the perspective of a small MacBook. How many um, small Mac no, MacBooks? Okay, two this, of this, two this of those. This is a notebook. Are you ready for this notebook? Yeah. This is yeah. A4. This is A4. Okay. A3 okay. is twice That's as big. That's A3. Yeah. Oh, A3. Sounds like oh. perfect. Two eight and a half by 11s. Yeah. Hey, two I eight and a half by 11. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We use, yeah. we use the imperial system here. I don't I even know if that was a system. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of loose with that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so these pieces of paper. They have long wordy scripts on them. You can't read the language, but the lettering is a little bit strange because you'd expect fancy calligraphy cursive and each letter is actually separated from the ones around it with more space than you'd normally expect. Like when you're teaching children how to write and they put a finger space between words. So there's that sort of space. Mm. Um, maybe that's just how it was done back then, back now, whenever it is. Now, interestingly, the two pieces of paper are identical. Like, a hundred percent identical. Even, like, it, hey, one of them has a small stain in the bottom corner, so does the other one. It's not a coincidence. So, Joaquin must be, along with being a regular painter, quite the copy artist. Ooh, he's a forgery artist. <gasps> yeah, you hope, you hope you're not getting involved in some sort of 300-year-old racket. Oh, no, you are wrong. I definitely hope I'm getting involved. <laughs> going to be the new leader. <laughs> I would be part of that. I want to be part of this con. Mm -hmm. um, do I notice anything in particular about the lettering that is on the paper, or does it all just look like gibberish to me? Uh, it looks like it's definitely 
going to be words and sentences and things. You just don't know what they are. Ooh, mm, guys, uh, uh, do we, we recognize all the here? letters? Do we re recognize all yeah. the letters? Can we? Yeah. And even some numbers. Ooh. Okay, but it's not a clue yet, or we'd get a readout of them. Yeah. Right? Like, we'd get, like, oh, it's mm. an A in that. So, since we don't have that, it's not a clue we can act on yet. Okay. We need to figure out how to decrypt it. Not, yes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, what is in mm. the vase next to the table with the fruit bowl? This vase, is, oh, yeah, vase, vase is <laughs> tall. It's got a very narrow neck. You couldn't even stuff your hand in there. It's got a single, delicate, thin-stemmed red carnation sticking out of it, which apparently is a flag associated with Spain. It's beautiful. It's the freshest flower you've ever seen or smelled. It may, uh, in fact, be rather a new flower. The vase is white porcelain, and you believe that wasn't made in Europe until the 1700s or so, just to narrow further down, when you are. And this vase has a rather unusual pattern painted on it, which I believe is going to be sent to you. Um... <clears throat> Now, Robbie, don't go link on that vase yet. Um, I wasn't going to link the vase okay. at all. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm sending you a link for the vase. Ayo! <laughs> <laughs> <Hey> <laughs> um, can yeah. I pick up the vase, take mm -hmm. the carn carnation. carnation out? Be careful with it. And then so you're saying it's opaque, right? Because there's a pattern yes. on it you can't see through. Does it feel full? Is it full of oh. liquid? Oh, look at this. It doesn't feel full of liquid, but when you pick it up, you hear a little noise as if something has sort of slid at the bottom turn of it. Turn it over! Turn it over! I Maybe think I'm going to turn it over. Good call. Good call. The Question. What you, yeah. what you just sent us, is uh -huh. this on the outside or is this a cutaway uh, to the inside of the vase? That would be fascinating. No, this, this is, is the painted outside. on the this outside the of the vase. Okay, okay. <laughs> you can see the little carnation coming <laughs> out the top. For people at home who want to see this image, it is linked in the show notes below, so you can see it. But why don't would like one of you like to give a description of the of the vase and then we'll as tip you can it see over. it? Well, so with this very robust shoulders of the vase that come to a very <laughs> narrow point uh, where the carnation is perched, uh, as it slides down to the to a very thin uh, bottom. Uh, that this vase is on a precipice, there are two lines with what look like... Ooh, I they look like bullet cases. I know. I feel very American, though, saying uh, they look like <laughs> am ammunition. Or like fingers. Or, or fingers. Um, uh, There's three of them. Yeah. They kind of go in a descending diagonal line. The tallest one to the top left is about halfway filled in with black. The middle is completely filled in with blue. And the bottom right is like quarter filled with red and they all have lines that connect uh from the bottom to each of them that leads up to the top with arrows pointing out of them squiggly so here's here's my thought when i see this as a puzzle person ingredients mm -hmm. ingredient we need a little bit of red a lot of blue and half a black i get um, the sense the carnation might be our red mm. Ooh, the carnation. okay do we want to put something in the face like um, fruit hold on time out but okay. it's i've got time in i've got the face <laughs> I've got the vase in my hands and there's something <laughs> in it, right? Yeah. Turn it over. So I'm going to pull the carnation out and mm -hmm. I'll the hold vase the carnation over. I'm going to okay. hand the carnation to Devin mm -hmm. and say, "Take this because it's pretty like you." I put Aww. it in I put it behind my ear. I'm going to tip the vase over and try and shake out whatever's inside. And even though it's got oh, a very oh, Catch it. You should catch it. What? You should catch right. whatever's inside. Yeah. All teamwork. So... Make a Rube Goldberg <laughs> machine out of this. Yeah. He's going to do a sliding dive catch. 
With both hands, I'm going to slide into place on my back with my hands above my head, cupping to like catch the the key and or whatever. All right, if, and Eat if you could just roll for dexterity. Oh, God man. damn it! Wait, we all we got, know that I have got, the highest dex. We got dice here. We got dice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. You know what? It's not the first time we've had to roll. That's a thirteen plus eight. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, DC 25. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. It works. The only problem is this is the 1700s. There are no cameras to capture this beautiful moment, so no one will ever know. Um, uh, and no one will ever, ever believe you. But uh, Life is fleeting. Something does indeed fall out. It is a very small key that lands in Jacob's hands. <gasps> oh, my God. Open the violin. Throw, throw, throw it to Lana. I'm going to throw it overhand with aggression. <laughs> It hits me in the face. Perfect. Obviously. I go, ah! I'm glad there are no windows in this room. I get the feeling lots of stuff would be going then, out of it. And then, and then I'll walk over and pick up the key. No, I'm taking the key. <laughs> she got hit in the face with it. Let her have this moment. I open the violin case. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Maybe we could all open the violin case. I open the violin case facing away from everyone so that I get to see it first because I now I'm mad. I to do an escape room with you because you just like don't want to be cheaper. I did until someone tried to take the... I open the violin case. <laughs> all right. The violin case unlocks. You're sort of... You're, look, you're half expecting a Tommy gun and a pile of cash, but again, 1700s, maybe not. Uh, it's just a violin and kind of a ratty old one at that. The wooden front piece has several odd scrapes across it, some of them wide enough that they're almost full-on gouges. And when the rest of the team comes over to start having a bit of a wrestle over who gets to look at this violin case properly, you give it a bit of a jostle and you end up flipping the case over a bit and you see that there's actually something written on the bottom of the case that you didn't spot earlier. Mm. What is written on the case? It says, A jump of two... A step of one, two jump right here, and then be done. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. A jump yeah, can you repeat two. that? Absolutely. A but in a cool, like, mystic voice. A um, jump one. of two. Well, <laughs> <laughs> is that a cool mystic voice? It was for me. I think you got to add the mystic overlay. Speak oh, yeah, I'll, do, I'll put yeah. some mystic effects on What are you over. doing? This is your, this is your business. Yeah. <laughs> a step of one, two jump right here. And then be done. If I shake the violin, do I hear anything inside of it? You do not inside the violin. That mm. was my first thought as well when I was playing. Right? Um, the violin, you gotta have something. You've already like to... shaken a vase. <laughs> I'd like it. to take the violin and see if the, the, the bits taken out of it match up with the width or the girth of the paint scraper. Ooh, you give that a try. Like you take the paint scraper, which is exactly what you'd expect it to be, and you oh, sort of you hold it up. You non-art folk out there, that is called a palette knife. Ooh. Mm. Well, fact. when I googled paint scraper, it showed right up. <laughs> <laughs> Lana just wants to remind everyone that she is a trained artist. Oh, did that come? Up? I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so you take the paint scraper, palette knife, and you hold it sort of up against it. And you know what? It does sort of look like the scrapes that have been taken out match that size. Did you say that there was a machine on the table with all of the paints? Yes, I did. So it's very small. I completely forgot about that. 
Yeah, okay. it's 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 super small. It's almost like a very mini cooking pot, and it's got a little lid and everything. And when you pick up that lid, it's got an interior attachment to it made of stone. And when you look inside the bowl, it's basically empty, but you do see some little faint dried residue of maybe colored powders. And you think it might be some sort of very specialized artist mortar and pestle. Oh, well, uh, artist, come come hither. We need to know what this is called. Would you want to ring a bell while you're at it? No, ding, 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 ding. (laughs) I have one in my inventory. I put it with my starting equipment. It's Um, a small room, so... (laughs) No need to yell. Um, no, but I'm right here. I'm what, literally next to you. What is this called? No, yeah, it was a mortar and pestle. You'd use it to grind herbs to create pigment, to create paint. Oh, okay. wow. Um, Except it's in and, like uh, it's in machine form, so you know it's he, like the high tech version, mm. exactly. Um, and I'm and I'm high tech. I'm, I'm untrained. I'm not a trained artist. Could you explain what paint is? <laughs> well, if we look at a paint, no, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I'm Get sure the there's some great philosophy about that. Oh, God damn saying? it! Now I'm the the jackass artist. <laughs> <laughs> damn it! I just again. Damn it! <laughs> well, you know what? It's it's okay because remember, canonically, you're high schoolers, so it's okay to be a jackass. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I'll take it. An artist. I just gotta throw in like five more levels of angst, and I'm back in my high it's school. It's canon now that I'm uh, a jock, but I'm like a tennis. Team jock. Like the yeah. weird niche one. Yeah. Like this is the only way to get a Letterman jacket. <laughs> like David Foster I could make the football team, so I went out for tennis. Yeah. <laughs> and then me and Robbie can be like the silent Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. We're oh, definitely you guys are stoners? those stoners. Right. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Uh, out under the bleachers. <laughs> so we met when we okay, we're getting way too far into this. Yeah. Okay, anyway, in the uh futuristic mortar and pestle, what color is the residue that looks like it's been that's been left in there? It kind of looks like there are bits and pieces. It looks obviously like he's been trying to make Marone recently. Ah, okay. But there's so little in there that it's a bit hard to tell. And you can even see some much older things that it's just got bits of, hey, look, there's a tiny fleck of red there. There's a bit of yellow going on. So, Mm. yeah. Nothing that feels cluey. Does it look like it matches the, the chair? Like it's trying to match the chair in the painting? It looks like it was trying, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, can I inspect the violin case more? Is there anything else in the case or is it just that on the bottom? Just the ratty violin and the poem on the bottom. Okay. And then the violin itself. Is there a bow that comes with the violin? Okay. Absolutely. Can I take a quick inventory of the color palette we're working with here of all the paints available? (laughs) And if you want to give us Pantone numbers, that will work best. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One. Two. Uh, wait, one of the wait, paints is I seven. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> that's that's one percent gray. <laughs> All right. So yeah, there are heaps of tubes of paint here. However, they're not really the tubes of paint that you're used to because they weren't invented for a while. They look sort of homemade and a very questionable material. And you try to remember a bit about your art history, and you know, yep, old classic artists. They tended to grind up their own pigments and they would store them in glass or something else. Do you have any idea what they used to make their paint casings out of? Human <clears throat> bodies. Strangely <laughs> close. Pig bladders. <laughs> Woohoo! And these are definitely not glass. So uh, we definitely don't learn something about Lana and how she keeps her oh, art. Oh, is that just me? <laughs> I mean, no. 
Yeah, um, so I mean, they're just like, I don't know, they're like paint sausages, I guess, more than anything else. <laughs> uh, little sausage um, casings. Yeah. You take the little elasticy things off the top and you <laughs> look inside. This room is so much weirder now. <laughs> so you actually just find lots of tubes of the same kind of base colors. You've got red, blue, yellow, black, and white. Lots of tubes of those. So you figure, oh, I guess, I guess those are the easiest to make. Does the blue match the blue on the vase? The red match the red on the vase? Do we have black? It definitely seems to, yeah. Does it look like we can use that machine very easily? It's basically just for grinding stuff up, so yeah. Okay. Oh, So yeah. can we use our math here to do, um, I guess... A quarter red, a full blue, <laughs> well, and half black. We have to figure out what we're using to Yeah, measure. so then we'll say, since we're saying a quarter, we'll do four parts blue, one part red, two parts black... Mixing and the... what are you doing with those? You're mixing we're... them? Yeah, we're going to mix them in the pestle. All right, so you sort of just squeeze those out, and the easiest thing is probably just to measure by tube. Uh, <laughs> I'm so... visualizing the paint coming we're, out We're of just the measuring by tube then? Okay. That seems easiest. <clears throat> yeah, uh, So right. you yeah. give that a go, and yet the paint is all sort of sitting in there. Now, this isn't necessarily what it's being used for because the mortar and pestle is usually for grinding solid things to create the pigment colors, whereas this uh, is just yeah. kind of mixing various paints together, and it that works. Already been made. So you've now got some mushy paint that's sort of a dark purpley color. I wish we had an artist that would have let us know that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really dropped the ball first of all, <laughs> so I would like to put the red carnation into the mortar and pestle oh, and grind so that up. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just for safekeeping, because you never know, maybe you'll need it for later, you just take a couple of the petals off it. Damn it, that's not a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) You stick that in the mortar and pestle, you grind it up, and you get some shredded red petal. It it does seem like the sort of thing that could potentially work for a future pigment. You don't know if you're going to do anything with it right now, though. I would like to look at the fruit. Okay. Yeah, you look at the fruit, and again, you've still got the lightly ruffled from your search through it for that little piece of paper, but you've just got these single pieces of fruit again. So once again, apple, banana, pear, orange, cherry, and a mango. I look at the cherry, and does it seem... Is it is it a red cherry? Is it a rainier cherry? What color is it? It's... it's a what, red cherry. Yeah, dark red cherry, I guess. That seems to be normal. Hmm. Okay. It's it's you not like no one of the those kind of, uh, GMO stuff like you have here. Yellow pink ones. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, all right. Apples, bananas, pear, mango, and, <clears throat> and pear and mango. <clears throat> None of those match the colors we need. The the well, the cherry is red. Yeah. Okay. But we got two red things. Yeah. You got I mean, two you know, red things. You know how making paint goes. It's always more complicated than you think. Yeah. There's I, always going to be. It's like cooking. There's always going to be some strange ingredient that you forgot to add. Like. Oh no, I forgot the Molasses. corn starch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Ooh, I like what you're making better. <laughs> I feel like this vase is asking us to mix something and then put it in the vase. I get that mm. sense too, that it needs to be put. Well, no, I think the vase is just what's telling us the recipe. Yeah. Because <clears throat> if we need to make the color, we need to make the paint. Why would we put the paint in the vase? But the arrows are pointing to the opening, like feed me. No? Mm, I get that, but I feel like when the arrows point downward? Mm, maybe. Okay. I um, think maybe it's pointing to the carnation. 
And that's what was important about it. There's nothing wrong with trying things. I'm not like, uh, Mm -hmm. you are not going to get deadlocked in here. Unless, of also, course, it's like, oh, we sorry, destroy the flower. Paint. It's gone. We can't we use it anymore the in the future. You eat that flower, the room is over. <laughs> Are we able to leave the Robbie, spit it out. That's a very good question. I walk to the staircase, and I begin to ascend. You mean descend? These... Well, do they go up no, or down? Uh, ascend. You're oh. in a basement. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, these stairs are... The stairs are wooden, rickety, and echoey, and they go up to this hatch in the ceiling, presumably to the rest of the house. I mean, surely it would have been a bit rude to Anna if Joaquim had locked it behind him, right? So you give the hatch a test shove. It barely moves. It is definitely blocked off somehow, so super rude. But when you do that, something falls through the thin gap separating the hatch from the rest of the ceiling. There's (gasps) a small fragment of art paper with a few Spanish words scribbled on it. What are those Spanish words? First off, I'm a little freaked out for Hannah here now. Okay, first of all, her name's Anna. I'm freaked out for her, too. Yeah. I think it's Hannah. Rangers. So learn her name, Bev. <laughs> all right. What yeah. are the um, Spanish words on this paper? Unfortunately, all four of you are currently failing Spanish, so you have Damn no it. idea. I guess there's nothing we can glean from it, right? We can't understand the language. Mm. Well, we might not know what it means, but we could, I mean, we oh. could still read well, can it. I, I'd like to take the piece of paper and hand it to Anna, who... <laughs> and all of these various languages and i say anna i know that we've desperately neglected you just (laughs) rummaging through this room and touching all of your you guys have been weird but okay can you help me read this yeah she 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 forgives you she takes the paper and she says uh it says to use twice as much blue as the pictured instructions say oh Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, uh, can she read the two identical pieces of paper that I found earlier? Yeah, she goes over to the table and she looks at them and she gives a bit of a <laughs> wrinkle nose <laughs> and she this. says, this is really boring stuff. It's really technical. It's like a list of bylaws for somewhere. Uh, it's ah. very uninteresting. Hey, Anna, can you tell me any more about this new color that your artist friend here was attempting to make? Oh, I have no idea. In fact, it seems awfully silly of him like to make a color and not have written down how he made it or anything, right? But Or maybe he did and he's just forgotten where and that's why he's in such a temper because he knows it's all his fault. Ugh, I, I don't know. I, again, all of this sort of happened just as I was starting to work for him. So, Well, it seems like we're going to have to make this color. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Okay. And one of the first steps is that we know that he probably took some of this violin or he was hiding the recipe or whatever for this color for some reason. It is an ancient mariner who stoppeth one of three. By thy long grey beard and glittering eye, now wherefore stopst thou me? The escape room doors are opened wide, and I am next booked in. The guests are met, the puzzle set, mayst hear the merry din? He holds him with a frail hand. Leave a review, quoth he. Hold off, unhand me, greybeard loon. Eftsoons his hand dropped he. Is this you? If it is, don't claw at your guests for reviews like some kind of gross mariner. Instead, Use BuzzShot as your customer management software to give them the convenience and customer service that your players want that will encourage them to leave a review. 
Simply visit buzzshot.co slash escape this podcast for your two-week free trial and month of 80% off. We have another thing to talk about in this uh break now. Is it that we passed 100 episodes? Oh, we did we pass 100, 100 episodes. episodes. That's pretty cool. Uh, you should feel happy about that. Not 100 rooms. Don't oh, hold your horses. Not 100 rooms, but 100 episodes. That's pretty cool. No, what I wanted to mention is now if you are active in some forums uh, for escape room uh, enthusiasts or owners, you may have seen this already. But right now, as we're recording this, obviously there's a lot of stuff going on with COVID-19 and a lot of things closing down. And I know a lot of people who listen to this are industry members in the escape room industry, your room owners, your game masters, uh, etc. And because of that, I know that uh, a lot of business has been tough uh, and a lot of places are being forced to close. So we made an offer uh, on, on a few different forums, on, on Facebook, on, on Reddit, um, and hopefully and possibly uh, by this point through, the room, uh, through Roomscape Artist as well, uh, basically saying, look, if you are a room owner and you are looking for ways to keep your business running while everything is sort of closed down, uh, we're making the offer that uh, if you want to run our rooms for your customers in a commercial way, but charging them to to be able to play the games with your game masters running them, uh, we're giving permission for uh, for escape room owners to do that while everything is closed down due to the coronavirus. Yeah, just shoot us an email to let us know and we can talk and you we can, through. Yep, send us an email, we'll give you more details. Uh, but in general, look, all we're asking... We don't want anyone to shut down. Exactly. All we're asking for on, our, on our end is that you credit us as the designers of the room. You don't try and say that it was yours. Uh, you direct your customers to this podcast so they can listen to more. Uh, and if you are... Um, in a position in to. In a position to, because I know a lot of this is about money. But if you're in a position to make a donation to our PayPal, um, that would make a huge difference to us as well because we're, we're not exempt from all of this weird time so we would appreciate a donation um there's a link to that in the show notes below uh, otherwise it's paypal.me slash consume this media it's like the but, small thing that yeah, we've got that might be able to help but yeah but in, in general if you need a way to keep your customer base engaged and run things for them and i'm sure they'll appreciate it well as well uh effectively you're like a professional dungeons and dragons dm uh using our rooms so uh send us an email if you want more information about that otherwise we'll let you get back to the show so let's see what we know yeah we know what we need to we need to grind up things we can find in this mortar and pestle we know we have three colors we're looking for red blue and black we believe we believe we know that we need twice as much blue as we would be led to believe by our vase illustration mm -hmm. um we have a red carnation we have a red cherry those yep. are the red things i'm aware of in this room yeah. can i take the palette knife and scrape off some of the some more of the violin it feels a little bit upsetting yeah if it didn't have so many scrapes already you'd feel more guilty about doing this to an authentic 18th century violin but you run the paint scraper along its surface and some thin crisp shavings of wood curl off well, I'm glad I'm keeping true to my jackass art. <laughs> Can I do one one more thing? I want to go back to the easel and just pick up the painting and inspect it and see if there's anything behind the painting, on the painting. That's a good call. You good remove call. the fussy eater tries from the easel, careful not to touch any of the still slightly wet paint. There's nothing on the back of the painting, but on the easel itself, you do spot a message written into the wood. Ooh. Naturally, written in Spanish. But hey, you've Anna. got a way around that. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? 
Love you. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, this is a very strange shopping list or recipe. Hard to say. But it does say ingredients. (gasps) The first one, it says base. Then it says spruce shavings. Ha ha, we got that. Violet flower. And then a stained fabric of many fragrances. Joaquin's a funny man. What's stained fabric? The full line of that? Uh, a stained fabric of many fragrances. What is Anna wearing? Is, is a she stained smelly? fabric of many fragrances. No. Whoa, no way. <laughs> Would no. canvas it's never technically ancient canvas a... be stained fabric? Yeah. Would a uh, carnation no, no, dipped she, in... She gave, me, she gave me that DM look I give you guys when you said that. <laughs> Same fabric of many. Oh, no. Which one? Maybe they have different facial expressions in Australia. They're all upside down. <laughs> I knew it. And a day ahead. You guys I mean, go she's proud of us. when you make your facial expressions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Except in okay. Australia, that would be anti-clockwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the, there's a bunch of canvases on the ground that have that circle um, yeah. against the wall. Like the circles on the wall somewhere in in those canvases, right? Um, not even necessarily. Like there are a couple that are right near the top, so they mm. would be again it's quite high on the top. Then there are a couple in the middle, so maybe lower wall, uh, and then there are a couple quite low down as well. Oh, or, or I guess I'm saying, are they suspended in space, or are these circles uh, like flat against the wall uh, oh, in the canvas? Because these canvases are sketches, there's not necessarily like a consistent geography to them ah, okay. so you okay. I, like so the circle in the oh, top corner okay. of one isn't like yeah. it's that brick in the wall yeah. there's right. sketches of face and hands and attempts at the art there's no there's not a really clear way to say it's this area of the room mm-hmm. um what is anna wearing an immaculate lacy dress ah the violin case inside of the violin case is there a lining um let's say no Okay. For simplicity. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good though. That's not. That's yeah, yeah. Awesome. We're not. Yeah. On the table, mm-hmm. there was the machine and a bunch of paint. Yep. Okay. Um, does this table have any drawers? No. Okay. I go underneath the table and look beneath it for a hidden compartment. Or nah, the you, you under- would have seen anything hidden there when you were hiding under it initially. Oh, that's right. I've only got five percent battery left here. This is getting scary. <laughs> Low power mode, man. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, you've still got a couple of puzzly bits hanging around let's see, let's, in your notes. Let's talk about everything that's in the room. We quick. have a table with a paint scraper, paints, and a machine on it. Mm-hmm. There is a violin case that was locked. We unlocked it. It had a violin inside of it with shaving pieces removed. There are seven small canvases with drawings on them with random obscure circles. There is an easel in the center of the room that had a uh, etching into it with a large canvas that looks like it's been uh, recently painted on because there's still some wet paint. There is the lounge chair that Anna was sitting on that looks like it is new. It is maroon. There is a vase that we recently discovered with the illustration and the carnation inside of it. There are two desks, one with the fruit bowl and one with uh, all the papers. And then there are the stairs leading up to the hatch that appears to be blocked and or locked. Don't forget there was, so the things that you found, you found that little note in the fruit bowl and you found the poem on the violin case. The two jumps. Yes. 
Oh, what was the poem? The poem is a jump of two, step of one, two jump right here, and then be done. Oh, man. Mm. So here's a, here's an idea. What if we needed to take the blue paint that we have and mix it with the carnation to create a violet flower? Yeah. But that and we seems use a little cheaty. Much. It's it's <laughs> I think we're not supposed to use paint in the machine. Can I ask Anna, what was mm -hmm. the last fruit that she had been posing with? Yeah, it's like he he isn't sure. He can't remember. He keeps making me hold one and then tells me immediately. Nope, not that one. Try another one. But we haven't even gotten to the stage of me properly posing with the fruit yet. He's just been, you know, drawing my legs. And would he's you been mind so bothered by this couch. Uh, I would love to look at the previous paintings with women posing with the fruit. Mm. Um, have her assume the pose again on the lounge chair and then pose with each of the fruit. All right. So she takes them and she takes some bites. She, do you want to actually bite into these fruits? Yes. All right. So she takes some of them and she puts one in her hand. So I guess the apple first. And she sits and she takes a bite of the apple and this apple is juicy. So it just immediately starts dripping juice down her. It does a little bit gets on her dress. And so she just goes ah, and holds it up and then it starts dripping onto the couch and it's making I a would mess. Love oh, her to take either. a bite of each of them <clears throat> and be sure cool. to drip any of the juices onto her dress. What is happening? <laughs> oh. She Speak looks very slower. unhappy about being forced to do that. She does She does not want to get her dress dirtier than it has to be. Well, then, oh. why don't you drip onto the couch? <laughs> or it's, or the couch. Or I rip off a chunk of my... Sh I'm trying to make a stained fabric of many fragrances, Deb. Mm -hmm. mm. Oh, because... Interesting. Jesus, way to have your mind in the gutter. Well, <laughs> the stained fabric on the couch could also be good there's, so wait, wait stain there's fabric no on the stains there's no on it on. is the only thing so maybe we could rub rub some paint on it i don't know no she said that the mm. chair that mm. she's sitting on has a stained fabric on it right you just wait well you just started making a little bit of a stain by getting some juice on it oh oh so the, the chair this? is fabric the chair yes. is a fabric okay so and you know what it's also maroon it's probably not a bad thing to try to incorporate into the color of the chair that you're trying to make Okay, so if we put everything but the apple and the cherry, banana, pear, and mango on the on the on the, let's oh. just squeeze some juice. All right, you try to do that. You get some those fruits that you just said, and you try to get them to make gross stains. The banana doesn't have any juice to really get on there, so that's just going to be extra disgusting. And you make it happen, and there is a stain that you've now left. The thing is, the smells that you've just made happen are not very good. You like mm. you wouldn't use the word fragrant for this exactly mm. unless you were using it in that in that very ironic sort of way. Mm, more yeah. of an odor. Yeah, it's it's not pleasant. You it's can't more of imagine a rankness. That you <laughs> think that if that was what had gone into that mortar pestle, you would still be able to smell it right now. Uh. So you would know. Okay. You so said it that seems the... like you might be on the right track, but there might be some more... Something that indicates yeah, what you Something more that you can use for this. All right. All right. Are we able to... Um, if we try to rip off a piece of fabric... You that... Actually, shockingly, for such a new couch, it tears off pretty easily. Maybe with a bit of a help from the paint scraper to get you started. But yeah, you could mm. easily rip off a little square. 
Okay, well, just take off, just take off a little square. Just, yeah. just, just a little, little something. Just a little square. Just a little, you know, little, yeah, little we're gonna take walking a little... around square. Yeah, sure. Just one for the inventory. Interesting. Um, okay, jump of two. Let's figure this out. Jump of two. <laughs> Good call. So a jump of two and a step of one. So what could be a jump of two? That's on the oh, wait, it violin. Was, it was on the violin. Okay, we pick up the bow. Let's... So uh, I don't know what a jump is. I know a step is a fret. Oh. So if you go from like a fret to a, like from a, a to a flat, that's, okay. a, that's a step. For what it's worth, my musical knowledge uh, cuts out at age 13. So I <laughs> haven't gone into crazy detail here. Got um, it. Can we so, ask Anna what this might mean? To so her? the jump of two and the step of one has nothing to do with going down the fret. Probably not. Do violins <laughs> have frets? <laughs> uh, Anna um, takes a look at it and goes, "That's baffling." And it's in English. That's unusual. Um, okay, I've got to try to translate as I go. Um, step. I know the word step. That's like those. And she points at the stairs. Right. Oh! Oh! Okay, okay. So think about the steps. If you jump to the second step, and you step one. Mm. You okay, so I want to jump on the first step twice. <laughs> uh, this and then go back to where the violin case was and jump uh, two more times. <laughs> when you jump on that first step, the stairs creak threateningly and echoily, but nothing happens. Um, In other words, you're on the right track. Can I look at the steps more carefully? They do just seems to be big, possibly hollow wooden steps, but ah, short, is... short of an axe, you don't feel like you could just break them open and see what's in there. A jump of two and a step of one. So if I stand on the first step and I jump twice and then I step on it and then uh, two jumps again and step off, does anything happen? Yeah. It doesn't happen. Okay. <laughs> if I put my right foot in, you just and then I put silly. my right foot out. Uh, one interesting <laughs> thing to note with that note that you found is the specifics of the wording, especially that final sentence. It is a jump of two, a step of one, two jump right here, and then oh. be done. Okay, jump of two. So, yeah. Oh, two people. So, all right, Lana, come here. Get uh, on this with me. All right, let's jump twice. No. And step once. I think you're taking a little literal, okay. literally. Well, we can at least try. No. Okay, yeah. sure. All right. I will jump with you. Okay, so we Tell both... me where you are jumping. <clears throat> Onto the, the first second... stair. The first stair. Um, nothing is going to happen with that. Um, I think it's the number of steps. I thought it was the number of steps. Two, like the second one. step. Okay, yeah. so the third step, step I, we two of us jump on twice. Uh, the third step, two of us jump. If Damn. two of you jump simultaneously on the third step, you hear a loud crack and you worry that you've broken everything, but the side of the step has not actually broken. It's just opened up. Hell yeah! Ah! 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 Ruined ah! public property. Wow. <laughs> Private property. Yeah, so a jump of two is two steps up. A step of one is one more step. You're now on the third step. And, and if two jump. jump right here, it opens up. You rush back down to take a look at what you've just opened up, and inside you find a small pile of sheet music, along with a precious-looking box about the size of a large book. It's locked, and on its lid are nine buttons arranged in a square. The first eight have letters of the alphabet written on them, A to H, and the final one is blank. Oh, that slip of paper. The two identical slips of paper. Hmm. Yeah. Can we take a look at those again? 
Uh, which one? Sorry. The the forged papers, the ones that Identical look like identical copies. Uh, uh, what do you want to know about them? Because again, they just apparently are horribly boring things with the letters what? of them and the letters and numbers quite evenly spaced apart with a decent amount of distance. How many them. letters and numbers on oh, each? A buttload. A ton. Okay. More than okay. Yeah, this it's a be full big page. Okay. But there's sheet music in there mm-hmm. as well, right? Yep. And guys, isn't A through H? There is musical? no. There's no H. A, no. No. no H. There's no H. No. Well, H actually, in some European countries, there is an H. Not that Ooh. that's necessarily what I want, but yes, that is a thing that some people have in music. Like in Germany, oh. they don't use B; they use H. Oh. Hmm. I like okay. those Germans. Weirdo. So, can we inspect so the musical sheets for? I guess what? Uh, what are the notes that are played, well, or there what? Are... What is the? There are indeed musical notes all over this music. There are, there are, let's say, two, three pages of sheet music, so there's quite a lot going on Okay. on it. But as far as you can tell, it is just some nice violin music. And I assume none of us are skilled at playing the, the violin. violin. Well, no. no, none of you are skilled at violin. <laughs> hey, Anna. How do you know? <laughs> yeah. You, uh, yes. How are, uh, how are you with the violin? You know what? I played all through my childhood. Oh! What a quinky dink. I had a great upbringing. Her Um, eyes light up as she sees that sheet music, and she says, well, what a coincidence. I actually played this song quite a lot. Let's see how well I can remember it. Wow. So she she grabs the violin. She goes, oh, shame about the front of it, but it still works. And she plays. Her fingers move quickly, and you just stand back and enjoy but then as the song seems to be reaching its resolution, she stops and she says, ooh, the final bar is missing. Now, now I remember the last few notes. It goes F, C, D, and then there's one uh, chord. It's like two notes played together. I can't A-N-C, remember it. A and C, A and C, A and C, A and C, A and C. She plays that and goes, oh, perfect. That's it. Yep. Cool. Great. Now, who would buy, like, who would purchase incomplete music? Why would they not have that last bar there? That's rude. How many um that would how many combinations were on that lockbox? So there's just um nine buttons, the letters A through E, and then a blank one. And if you randomly if you just decide to press a button, you press it in, you hear a little click, and then it pops right back out. Got it. Let's press F C D A C. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh now pressing F then A, then uh, sorry, F then C, then D, then A, then C doesn't quite do anything. Hmm. What did she say was missing? The last chord, which was A and C. Uh, oh, which are played together. Oh, so F, C, D, A, C. Yep, you do that, nice. and once you press those last two nice. together, the lid pops open. And looking oh, inside... Aces, boy! <laughs> what you have <laughs> found is a small jar that contains a sticky, waxy liquid. The jar is mm. labeled, and you have Anna read it for you, and she says... Uh, apparently, this is pigment base. Ah! Wow. Ah! Wow. Ah! Oh, God. Base. Base, 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 base. Um, I mix some of the shavings in with the base. Uh, uh, you want to stick them in the mortar and pestle? Yeah, so I add a little bit of the mm. base to the uh, spruce shavings from the violin. You start grinding them together, and it looks like you've got a bit of a promising start here. It's certainly, it's certainly not couch-colored just yet, but... There's something kind of nice about the way this is starting to look. Hmm. We need a fragrant 
stained a stained fabric of many fragrances what about those paintings the paintings yeah mm-hmm. this is Oh, and they're thin, kind of like fabric. I feel like canvas is a fabric and paint is a way to stain fabric. But would it necessarily have a fragrance? What if we just... Can we... Did we rifle through the canvases? We did, yeah. Okay. I'd like to layer the canvases all together and see how the circles land because they're so see-through. When you layer them on top of each other... You don't see any new image start to form, but you do see the circles definitely in different places. And they line up perfectly in this small, now very tall rectangle. You can, however, see through it. You can see the layering you have made. Layering seems to work. It's just that layering the canvases on top of each other doesn't seem to have revealed anything new. Okay, so we need to layer them with something. What do we got in the room again? Um, Chair. We... The chair, the vase, the fruit bowl, the papers. We still haven't used the papers for anything. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> what if yeah, we layer the these... two papers in with the canvases? Ooh, okay. So remember, these papers are identical. So you just take one of them and you take one of these canvases over and you actually find that the size of them is the basically same. the same. So when you pull one of the canvases on top of it, you just pick the one that's like, let's say arbitrarily got the circle in the top left corner and they overlay perfectly. And through the canvas, you can see the writing on the paper right through it. And that circle in the top left corner lines up perfectly with a number one on the paper. I do this with all the canvases. Cool. All right. One at a time. You just go and the order going, let's say just from top to bottom, roughly. Uh, The next one lines up perfectly with a C. Big old capital C. Then the next one, a small H. And then you move down to the circles that are towards the middle. And you find a 2 and a P. And then towards the bottom, you find a 3 and an O. 1CH, 2P, 3O. Okay, what is an H in this room? But it's a little H, so I think it's one cherry. Oh, in 2 pear, 3 orange. What's the and the oranges? Mango. There was an orange. Or... Oh, there was. Oh, was there not? One. Yeah, yeah. There's only one of each fruit. Hmm. One cherry. What is an H? I told you, this is a little H. Literally. Oh, mm. oh, okay. So it's like one C H. Oh, like a like an elements. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's cheridium. <laughs> oh my god, I love that element. So we should we do one part one cherry, two part pear, and Three part orange. Orange. This well, what if we? Those are just listing the three fragrances we need to stain the fabric with. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Would you? I I pull out the fabric I've been keeping mm-hmm. in my pocket and I give yep. it to you, Mike. Please, artist. I would love to smush some fruit on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you go for cherry, then pear, then orange, and in order you smush some of the sweet, sweet juices onto that bit of fabric. Yeah. And. You make a decent-sized, dark, sweet-smelling blotch on that material. Hooray! May I add some of that and the base? You stick it in the mortar and pestle and you grind away, and apparently um, all of that fruit juice had a bit of a weakening effect because it separates nice and easily, and it's starting to seem pretty good. It's got a lot of promise. Okay, we just got to figure out this violet flower, guys. Okay, It has to do with the vase. There's... 
only there. one carnation. In oh, what, wait, what if wait, we, wait. Colors? Put the colors in the vase of the paint and then put the stem in the... Oh, because it'll absorb. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's clever. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right, so tell me... with all the bladders for you to choose. (laughs) Tell me which bladders you are picking. An entire blue one, half a black one, and a quarter of a red. Put more blue. Oh, no, twice as much blue! Twice as much blue! Two blues. (laughs) All right, all right. I love it. You pour all of those in, and eventually, after waiting a while, you start to notice that the stem of that carnation is starting to change color a little bit. It's like the paints are seeping up inside it. it. I I mix it with the base. I mix it with the base. I mix it with the base. Yep. And they reach them, the petals change color. The red is still there, but heavily tinged with this blue and black until eventually the whole carnation is a deep, dark violet. So you grab some more of those petals and you stick them in that base. And you start mushing them up. So as you grind these, you're not taking any chances. You grind them hard. And when you finally (laughs) feel like whatever's inside is smooth, you open it up again. And wow, this is the most radiant maroon paint you have ever seen. You feel so proud. You hope that Joaquin sees it before he quits painting forever. Yeah, Joaquin. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Because if he's planning on quitting, he's probably not going to look in his mortar and pestle for a while. Oh, well, I paint the rest of the chair. (laughs) Wow. Because she's an artist. Because I'm an artist. (laughs) And Joaquin did say, it can finish itself for all I care, didn't he? So surely he won't mind if you give it a bit of help. Uh, you don't have any brushes, so you just use your fingers, and that's that's how all the true pros do it anyway. All so you fingers. dab just the right amount of this beautiful maroon paint along the image of the chair. It matches the old color, the original color, perfectly. And just as you finish, you hear the hatch at the stairs flip open and footsteps hit them. You aren't sure what to do. You haven't exactly been covering your tracks in here. You've made a serious mess. Anna's eyes widen and she just leaps back onto her chair and she motions for you to get back behind the table. And you don't stop to ask if she's sure because it sounds like she might be taking the blame here. As you leap under the table, your watches beep. You quickly silence them, but you believe Doc Bill mentioned briefly that that means your time here is almost up. Joaquin arrives in the basement, still looking agitated, and he storms over to his easel. He looks like he's about ready to smash it over his knee. But his eyes immediately fall onto the painting and the new addition to it, the entire chair coated in his spectacular shade. His jaw drops and he looks over at Anna. He sees the splotch on the couch where there's various stains have happened, where some of the fabric has been cut out. She just had an and, accident, it's fine. Yeah, he, some, he says something. It's some Spanish prayer or curse, you aren't really sure, but... He puts a hand on his heart. And the last thing you see before vanishing is Anna giving him and you a little satisfied smile. You walk back through time and you stagger out of the time machine in Doc Bill's lab and you tell everyone about your experience. You notice a couple of them are nodding politely. Well, like their time travel experiences could have been cooler. I mean, at least, at least Doc Bill is interested in what you have to say. Fascinating. An artist on the verge of leaving the profession. This Joaquin's work must end up having quite the secret significance in my timeline. I'll have to look him up later. I think we can say with absolute certainty now that Greg isn't trying to get anyone killed, which is good, obviously, but he must want something. Why else would he choose to visit the home of an obscure painter? 
What would he get out of that? He frowns. I really thought we'd find him in this one. We're getting closer and closer to the present with every journey. There aren't many times left in which he can hide. Whatever he wants, we'll learn it soon. <laughs>